0: This week's episode of This is My Bourbon Podcast is brought to you by Distilled Experiences. You can find your exclusive Kentucky Bourbon Trail Experience at DistilledExperiences.com. And if you decide to do a public tour, you can use the code My Bourbon Podcast for 15% off all of those public tours. One more time, distilledexperiences.com, and then you can use the code My Bourbon Podcast for 15% off all public tours. Let's start the show, Swan. Hooray! <coughs> everybody and welcome back to this is my bourbon podcast. This is episode 117. I am your host Perry. Ritter.
1: 117? Yeah 117 dude. I thought it was like 103. No man. <laughs> Where have I been?
0: I don't I don't know you've been tucked away under your your swan nest I guess. Oh man hibernation's wild. Speaking of swan, swan's here. I made it. Hello buddy. Hey. How have you been this week? Pretty good. Good. You ready to drink some bourbon?
1: I am. Right. I'm flying blind this time. Swan is flying, flying me blind.
0: He's yeah, he's flying me blind this week. Yeah, flying me blind.
1: Usually I get blinded. <laughs> this is how this goes. Usually is I get blinded with something. I attempt to guess. I'm nowhere close, but Just, I'm confident.
0: You know. Did you see Adam Terry's uh, post in our little group chat uh, about with that poorly drawn lines? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how accurate. <laughs> Anyway, it's nothing like explaining a comic on a, on an audio medium. So anyway, yeah. Swan did Flying Blind this week. I have no clue what this is.
1: And the only hint I've given Perry so far, because I feel like this is not going to give it away, is he's never had it before, and he will likely never have it again.
0: I don't even know. Like, I don't even know where to begin with that. Like, there's so many avenues of it, you know? Yeah. It smells fantastic. Mm-hmm. It mm, Like it almost smells dusty, but at the same time it's got kind of a like a like a richness to it that could be modern, but I don't know. Swan took a sip of it and Ooh. he had to put the glass down to to contemplate.
1: It's pretty good. It's very different. Whoa.
0: What is happening in my mouth? I know, right? Whoa! Why am I getting, like... Like, you know the flavor of Pop Rocks? Yeah. I'm getting, like, the flavor of Pop Rocks.
2: Mm, Okay. I Towards the
0: end of the, the finish. But it's still, like, earthy, woodsy up front. And then it starts slowly going into, like, a butterscotch and caramel...
1: The finish for me is like uh, oatmeal raisin cookie Yeah, it's
0: absolutely what the finish is. Yeah. But, like, I don't... Based on the nose, I wouldn't even feel like that's what the palate would have been.
1: No, the nose is very subdued for what it is. And another hint I'll give you. it's. Let me make sure. I think it's 122 proof. 122 proof? Yeah. I I would not
0: have known that. Yeah,
1: it's 122 proof.
0: Everything about this...
1: I, I just I have no idea what this could possibly be. Okay. Well I'm gonna go ahead and give you the sample bottle so you can read it off. <sighs> okay.
0: I haven't looked at it yet. I'm getting I'm getting nervous. Alright.
1: I'm excited. What? Yeah. It's from it, Hawaii. It is. It's, it's a f- rum finished. It's a rum cask finished. High corn whiskey, batch fourteen.
0: That is wild. Seventy-five percent corn, twenty-five percent rye. I.
1: Yeah. So it's not technically a bourbon. No. No. This is really good.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I really do like it. I I wouldn't. I, I I'm serious when I say there was no way that I would have been able to guess this.
1: Yeah. So. I don't know if you'll ever be able to get that again, Uh, but I've never had anything from Hawaii. I believe this is actually distilled there. This is Jared's handwriting. It is. (laughs) Or at least it's aged there. But yeah, no rum cask finished, 25% rye, 75% corn from Honolulu. Oh man.
0: I want like a steak with that. Yeah. I want a big old steak with that. That is so good.
1: And mm-hmm.
0: the second sip, I'm really starting to get some of the more floral.
1: And Kurt, now we've been to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: retribution.
1: It is. It is. We'll let him have some next week, but no,
0: it's just us this week. We went to Hawaii. It's fun. Step up, Mr. Conrad. It's your turn.
1: <laughs> nah, man, that's good. Yeah, it's very, very different. I've been waiting a while to open this, and I was like, you know what? For the joke, I'll do it. (laughs) For the joke, we'll make it happen. Do it for the pod. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think Chad actually had this uh, from his bourbon and booze meetup. I forget what the name of it was. But he was actually given this by one of the people that attended that. So thank you to whoever that was. I didn't actually get a name, I don't think. But thank you so much for letting us try it. If you're listening to the podcast reach out if we can get some more of it, that'd be great. Yeah. I'm totally all about that. Mm-hmm. That's totally that. Mm, thank you
0: for sharing that with me. Uh, one thing up top before we uh, get into the episode proper, I, uh, we have had a huge surge, not only in downloads, but in, uh, in reviews recently. And I just want to say first and foremost, thank you all so much. Everybody who's been listening recently and, uh, and downloading the show and sharing it with your friends and reviewing it on iTunes or PodChaser or, or uh, Podbean, whatever it is that uh, you you've been reviewing through, that is super cool. Uh, I mean, we're on track to have easily our, our most successful year with the show at Sweet. this rate. I mean, we're we're like we're we're doing numbers that we've never done before. <laughs> So I'm, I'm very, very pleased with that. Thank you all so much for, for latching on in the way that you have. Uh, I know that it's taken 117 episodes at this point, but I think we're really hitting our stride right now. Um, I want as many people as possible to listen to the show, so if you can, please share it with your friends, uh, and also keep those reviews coming. That's a great way for more people to find it uh, on the iTunes app. I'm not sure if any other app allows... Reviews like iTunes does. Uh, But if you can do that, please do that. It it really does help us out a lot. And again, thank you to everybody who has done that already. That's just so cool. It's awesome. I really appreciate it.
1: I'm excited. Expand the family. Let us know that we're not screaming into the void. It's great. (laughs) That's always my
0: thing is I'm going, yeah, but are people really listening? Am I just shouting into a microphone? And... (laughs)
1: Yeah, and then we do a live event. It's a yearly reminder that it's like, oh no, they're actually here. Yeah,
0: yeah, they exist. They exist. Uh, more on that uh, that live event coming soon too. I know I've been a little bit slow to getting this information out, um, but I'm, I'm working on it all behind the scenes. It's just been kind of a nightmare in in planning, um, but it's gonna be worth it. I promise. It's gonna be a really cool show. Uh, We're going to have not as big of a weekend as we did before, um, but things will happen, so stay tuned for that. Swan? Barry? What have you been drinking recently?
1: Recently? Uh, nothing. We, uh, (laughs) water. I saw you racking your brain there Uh, for a second. Sparkling water. Um... Coke Zero, uh, no. Honestly, we we recorded Monday, and I had plenty of stuff Monday, but I I haven't had much since. Just haven't had time really. Um, but I just had some more Nika from the barrel a few minutes ago. You did, and which love that stuff. It's so
0: funny that that is one of the things that you've latched onto so much recently.
1: I like it. I don't know. No, I think it's great too. I mean, I maybe I I like the bourbon front and a PD finish, which is odd. Uh, so people that are doing it like Kings County, which, you know, Hey, I'll, I'll wear your t-shirt anywhere if you want to send me a, a <laughs> bottle of that peated bourbon. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's just so good. I don't know what it is, man. I, I never thought I would lean that direction. I figured I would always shy away from that kind of smokiness yeah. and earthiness, but I, I do enjoy it. No, oh, I, I, I
0: cannot agree with you more. I think it's fantastic. I one thing that I've been drinking that is not bourbon, but is bourbon related is the Oaken Bond coffee. Oh, yeah, dude. It's fantastic. I've I've posted about it on social media. I've, you know, tagged them and everything and shown them how much I love them and like it's just it's some of the best coffee I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I it sounds like I'm doing an ad, but I'm I'm not. It's just I love I love their products.
1: Should have saved it for tips and I bits. I should have saved it for tips and bits. Look at them uh, go, ladies and gentlemen. Shoot.
0: <laughs> I guess I'll just have to save Goat Simulator for that. Oh, yes. Or the trailer for Deer Simulator. Uh, anyway, that's that's for the Patreon listeners. Uh, I have this really bad habit of leaving a bunch of bottles out in the, the studio
1: mm-hmm.
0: in between recording sessions. And so they all just kind of accumulate... On the floor, so it winds up being really hard to walk around, and so every I, I have to be really conscious and go. It's time to put everything up, mm-hmm. but it's a good time too for me to kind of revisit things that I haven't had in the, in a little bit. So as I'm kind of re replacing things in in the cabinet, um, I start pulling things out that I haven't had in in a while, and uh, one of those things uh, was the Boone County small batch.
1: Pitch. Oh, okay. I actually haven't had that in a while. It's so good, man. Yeah. Do you want no. some? Yeah, sure. Okay, absolutely. Sure. I uh, need to revisit that.
0: Let me let me finish my what I've been drinking and then we'll we'll get on get up and get it. Um, but yeah, it's just so so good. And then another thing that came in the mail uh, a couple days ago, yesterday? Can't remember. Was uh, some 2000 Wild Turkey 101 yikes <laughs> i i got two there are two like 200 mil bottles out of mm. it, and uh, some of the best turkey i've ever had oh that's always good so yeah i'll pull i'll pull that out
1: so, yeah well I, I i have a complaint bottle, complain away about the boone county bourbon small batch bourbon and it has nothing to do with taste, but have you ever seen that they're bourbon cream? Have you ever seen the label on that? Yeah. It looks identical.
0: <laughs> so it throws you off in the, in the store?
1: Every time. <laughs> Every time. To the point the other day that I think I actually went to go grab it before I realized... You're gonna offer me some old turkey? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna
0: absolutely offer you I'm some not gonna
1: turkey. say no to that. Um, yeah, no, it's just it's just a darker bottle, but the label is pretty. The color scheme's almost identical. Same shape, everything. Did you have any more of that uh, that Booker's that I left you? I did not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's still there's still about two ounces in that bottle.
1: Yeah, no, save it's that downstairs.
0: for for a good time. Yeah, here's some of the, here's have have some Boone County. Why don't
1: you? Oh, yes.
0: I love this bottle. I do too. It's so sturdy. I and honestly, I've not had a bad product from from Boone County. The only thing that I've had that I've not really been a huge fan of was a cast strength single barrel pick that was 14 years old, uh, and while it Dustins. Yeah, Dustins.
1: Yeah. It wasn't bad, it was just so oaky. It definitely was picked by somebody for the sheer fact that it was so like old and oaky not not necessarily because it was their favorite profile at least that was the impression i got after drinking it mm-hmm.
0: no I, I totally agree but Ooh. Th- this is great this is a uh, 90.8 proof i i think i remember reading that it was between like four and six years something like that
1: i was wanting to think that that one was blended with like a five and a 12 year was it it was something weird like that i thought it was a big range I
0: I honestly can't remember. I mean, we can look it up. We probably should since
1: <laughs> you know, I really just like to just challenge the fact checkers that listen to this show just cuz they can sit at home and just go nuts. I'll just start spouting off nonsense.
0: Yeah, right. Uh Yeah. It's a it, it is a mixture of barrels. A mixture of select barrels ranging from 5 to 14 years old. Ooh. Those barrels are then mixed in with small batches to create a distinctive character aiming for a 6 to 8 year old flavor
1: profile. Look at the brain on that bird. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Whoever said it was the size of a walnut was wrong. Well, no, it might be the size of a walnut, but it retains very specific information. Selective hearing is... I'll have it forever. (laughs)
0: Anyway, that's what I've been
1: drinking recently, Swan. Why don't we talk some news? All right, I've not heard this news, so I'm—it's a fresh reaction. I'm starting so, a reaction YouTube channel. Let's yeah. go, Swan reacts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Is that bread? <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> so there's just been uh, a couple of news stories that have uh, popped out this week. Nothing really too. Huge of note aside for some stuff that's going to lead into uh, our main topic. Um, Bob Dylan's Heaven's Door whiskey is now in the UK. So if you weren't able to get that before over there, um, congratulations. You can now try some sourced Tennessee whiskey. (laughs) Right. That has Bob Dylan's seal of approval, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one thing that we never really talked about, and I'm really surprised that we never brought it up, uh, but Angel's Envy released their new, uh, seller collection whiskey. Oh, yeah. Um, it was their oldest whiskey to date, 10-year-old bourbon,
1: that was finished in
0: port barrels.
1: Am I right? I think so. I think the big key was, is it's basically just like an older version of their standard release.
0: Uh, Tawny Port Wine Barrels. I had it right in front of me. All I had to do was just scroll down a little bit. Um, 5,400 bottles. Again, 10-year-old. Here's the thing, though.
1: $250 a bottle. What's the proof? Uh, The proof is... If it's not above 115, I'm definitely not ever going to consider getting that bottle. 111.6. Okay, well... At least it's up there. I was scared it was going to be like a ninety-two-ish kind of thing, where I could tell they're just really stretching it out, even at fifty-two hundred bottles. I <sighs> am mad at that price. That's a that's I'm, a. I am going to try it at a bar one time if they have it. So here is here is the thing. I've had it when I
0: went on the uh, the little barrel pick that I did for OBC, which mm-hmm. was basically be just going to the the restaurant and trying samples, uh, which, by the way, that's going to be coming out soon. We picked a 13-year-old that is... Knob Creek? Yes. Sweet. It's phenomenal. It came out of the barrel at 124.9 proof. Ooh. So it's not much water that's going to be added to it. We picked it over a 15-year-old. Wow. That's yeah. saying something. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway,
1: so I've had it.
0: Mm-hmm not a big fan (laughs) yeah i don't know it just didn't really hit the mark for me
1: so i i think some distillers kind of get really caught up in the fact and i used to work in tax revenue so i've seen this but you get taxed on that barrel every single year yeah i mean whether it's full or not you get taxed for the entire full barrel every single year yeah and I think someone in accounting looks at that and says, oh, well, we need to charge X amount to make our money back on this. And then they they then add on top of that, like the extra money that they're going to be trying to get because it's also going to be taxed another three times for, or at least another two times going to the distributor and then to the person um, that's getting it at the liquor store and then you. So three times, my bad, that you're going to get taxed. So then they try to make their money off of that it's just at a certain point you have to realize that maybe those super special, we've only got X amount of bottle releases, you need to break even because that's getting your name out there, and I don't know.
0: Well, here here's the thing. I'll, I'll challenge that by saying that Angel's Envy is not really in a point in, in their product development to where they need to get their name out there. I mean, people... People know Angel's Envy. That's and, true. And people have a, an an affinity for Angel's Envy.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm I mean, just a odd one out in this because I don't. No, I don't. I don't
0: really either. I yeah. love their their rye. Um, their bourbon is just kind of okay for me. I've not really had uh, their cast strength before. I would love to to try that. But honestly, it it's just I, I I'm I'm getting off topic. The point is that they don't. They're not in a position to where they need to think about making a name for themselves they've made a name for themselves i don't know the thing that that kind of when 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 we're talking about the price and we're also talking about the amount of bottles that this produced 5400 bottles at a 250 dollar price range price point rather Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that's making money all day
1: yeah it is but at
0: the same time is all are are all those bottles going to sell I, I think I, can, I cannot talk today for some I, I
1: think they'll sit around for a little bit. Some yeah. of them will, but I mean, I'd say half of them are gone first day they hit the liquor store. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I get why they do it. I just, I'm upset because I don't want to see bourbon price that high, I think. Because as soon as now, at least for me, once it gets over $100, I'm like, pff, nah, Knob Creek all day. If I get and, two Knob Creeks for that, And And nah. that,
0: that's that's kind of what became unfortunate about the, the Kentucky Owl thing. You know, it's still an amazing product. I mean, mm-hmm. I gave it what? Like my number, Kentucky Owl bourbon batch nine was my number three, mm-hmm. top 10 of 2019. And that's still taking into account the, you know, $250, $300 price tag. I mean it's really very good. The difference here is that the Angel's envy is not does not warranting that, that tag. No. No. So you kind of have to you you have to balance it. And I mean it is you know possible for for you to kind of get caught up in thinking oh this is the best thing ever because it's your product. I think that some of that can come into play. I'm not saying that that's exactly what happened. Yeah. But I'm saying that there is the potential for that. With all that being said, $250 is a lot for one bottle of bourbon. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see, I don't want to have to see that on the shelf, whether it's Angel's Envy or Kentucky Owl or a Booker's product or, you know, a Russell's single barrel or whatever. That, that's just, that's so much money spend on one bottle
1: it is but if i saw another bottle of booker's 30th i'd be dipping into my credit card <laughs> hardcore yeah even at 300 i think i'd be dipping into it yeah that just is what it is man it's Pretty good. i just don't think pretty, i just don't
0: pretty, think pretty good yeah, pr-
1: pretty good yeah <laughs> i just don't think angel's envy is gonna warrant that for me unfortunately yeah they do have a killer box usually though they i've do. seen the the uh cast strength one and I think, honestly, I get more excited about Angel's Envy's, like, t- cocktail bar than anything else. Yeah. I mean, just to listen and go back and listen to that episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I I love the experimentation they do. And how enthused they are by not only their own product, but how much they can morph their own product. Which usually, distillers are not huge on. They want to stick to kind of their core, we made this to taste like this. Yeah. They're like, we're going to bend this product. We're going (laughs) to put this in there. We've got our own simple syrups we made. Some honey. This. I'm going to put flower petals in there. Why not? You know I I mean? They just go nuts. You know, I loved doing that episode. But... It's one of our least downloaded episodes of all time. Definitely go back and go check back it and out and listen to it. It's going to be fun conversation. Yeah, it's going to make you honestly want to, you know, have like these staples when you come to Kentucky of like I want to go here, here, here and here, Heaven Hill, Buffalo Trace, the Standards. You listen to that episode, Angels is going to be on there. At least that that kitchen and cocktail bar that they've got. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Okay, so let's move on a little bit.
0: As you know (laughs) from listening to the show over the past few weeks, um, for whatever reason, we've taken it upon ourselves to just dump on these bourbon articles from Gear Patrol. And actually, we're going to go a little bit more positive this time. Okay. Because they posted a pretty good article. And uh, forgive me, uh, somebody in our bourbon, uh, this is my bourbon group, which is our podcast listening group on Facebook, uh, shared this article. I cannot remember who it was. I think it might have been Mike Steven. I don't know. Um, but the title of this article is The Complete Buying Guide to Buffalo Trace Whiskey, Important Brands and Bottles Explained. And actually, they do a pretty good job of breaking it all down. I mean, they've, they've got the mash bills listed uh, in you know, pretty good detail in terms of the, the the products. They've got a fairly good explanation of what uh, the pricing is. But then it gets into the, the prestige aspect, mm-hmm. which I think is a little bit unfortunate because that's just kind of playing into the hype. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> when, when, you, when you have a section called prestige and then immediately after how to score bottles.
1: I don't like that.
0: Not good, man.
1: No, not
0: good. But here's the thing. If you are really trying to learn about the Buffalo trace line, they, they do a really good job of breaking down these products. I mean, from Weller to the old charter to Sazerac to even ancient age. I mean, there is a good deal of information here. Um, and they even talk about some notable people, as they call it, William LaRue Weller, Colonel Taylor, George Stagg, um, you know, just it, it's it's not a, a bad article, all things uh, considered, but at the same time, there's more to be learned than just from one website.
1: Yeah. No, and, you know, I want to applaud them for doing some research and getting it right, but also... If you read the Buffalo Trace pamphlet they give you, it's all that information. No,
0: no, that's not untrue.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, they it's a pamphlet converted to a article. I mean, it's, again, thank you for putting out information that's correct, mm-hmm. you know, and it kind of really explains it. And even if I don't like the terminology used, it's not incorrect. It's definitely still people are scoring bottles. I mean, heck, I don't wait in the liquor bar and parking lot for fun. I mean... <laughs> It's just, it's part of it, but I I don't know. Still not a huge fan.
0: Yeah. But it helped me come around a little bit.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Maybe we just need to have the
0: Gear Patrol folks on the show.
1: Yes. Can we teach them? I would love to have them come on the show. That would be awesome. I want like three writers from Gear Patrol, and we'll just just let them have bourbon. Because I know none of those people are just super enthused about like, having this and that they're going to come on here and be like oh well i drink smeared off ice (laughs) at at this point i mean this is like the fourth time
0: that we've talked about them Mm -hmm. it has to have gotten back to them by now right i hope so i would imagine that it's gotten back to them so if you're listening send us an email this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com and (laughs) if you can come to lexington kentucky we'll set something up
1: because I think that would be awesome. Or you can get on our barrel ring segment. Oh, heck yeah!
0: 859 We actually don't have a barrel rings this week. I meant to, meant to say that. Yeah, next week for sure. Get on there. Go ahead. We would love to hear from you guys. Leave us a voicemail. It would be awesome. So before we get into um, the main topic, which also is a little bit of news as well, I have a question for you. Mm hmm. Would you like to save these samples for a sample episode next week? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because we've got, a, we've got a lot of samples that we got to get through. I know. Um, I'm going to need a car ride home next week, but it's yeah, fine. Yeah, right. So we'll go with this dusty turkey.
0: Uh, and next week, I apologize to the people that we shouted out to on the Patreon pregame chats. Uh, which, by the way, if you have not uh, joined the Patreon, the patreon.com slash Podcast for as little as $5 a month, you can actually get all that bonus content. Like the pregame chats. It's basically just us sitting around and chatting for a little bit to get warmed up. Um, So I apologize to you guys for not doing those samples this week. We will definitely do them next week. Um, But, dusty turkey. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So again, this is a Wild Turkey 101 that was released in uh, 2000. Which means that it was probably distilled, or it has... At least some bourbon that was distilled around 1993. Yeah, which is the year I was born. This was distilled before I was born. <laughs> and you don't have a whole lot of those, Swanee. No. So this is kind of cool. I enjoy. I enjoy doing stuff like this. This is always fun. So, all right. Main topic for the week is this insane surge. In celebrity whiskeys. Yeah. And here's the reason that we're doing it. As I was researching for this week's episode on news, out of all the articles that I opened, three of them were announcements about celebrities producing their own bourbon or whiskey brand. So we're talking one from Jason Aldean in Florida Georgia Line. We're talking one from Terry Bradshaw, who is an old NFL star. And the other one is heavyweight fighter uh, from MMA, Josh Barnett, uh, who honestly I had never heard of before, um, but he's creating War Master Bourbon. Okay. So, this is a lot of celebrities all of a sudden... Coming yeah. out and saying, "I want to. I want to make a bourbon. I want to have a bourbon."
1: Well, how do you how do you feel about it? Because I can tell just by your tone, you're like, ah, you know, I'm it not. Feels, I'm not sure about it that. It Feels
0: disingenuous. Okay, it legitimately does to me. I'm gonna um, play
1: devil's advocate to this, but keep going.
0: Okay, no, 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 that's fine because I I think that's uh, something that you know we need to explore with this conversation because, I mean, there are. Th- if we had to have a whiteboard up with pros and cons li- listed, you know, I think that there are very defining pros and cons. For me, I think that it's kind of easy to fall into the negativity category and just go, this seems wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a, like a business decision as opposed to a, a passion project. Yeah. And, you know, they, that's not to say that there aren't passion projects that have come out of this blackened was a passion project by metallica Mm -hmm. long branch was a passion project by matthew mcconaughey he had a vision he wanted to make something unique to his vision and that was accessible to either non-whiskey drinkers or whiskey drinkers uh, the world over but when you take florida georgia line and they're going, we're going to make a bourbon. I start to get redneck riviera vibes. Yeah. Big time. So I I don't know. And and maybe I'm just not maybe I'm not reading it the right way. <laughs> how's that How's that du- dusty turkey treating you there's one. Oh
1: man. <laughs> but anyway, maybe maybe I'm not. So let's look at this the other way around. Yeah. There's a bourbon or there's a whiskey that came out a couple of years ago called Virginia Black. You ever heard of this? Uh, yeah, that's Drake's whiskey, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was more of like a whiskey that was being produced that Drake kind of endorsed mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody saying we're going to come out with a whiskey and we're going to have our hand in making it. I prefer when somebody says we're going to make a whiskey and I feel like at least their input is important in it. Whether I like it or not, I enjoy the fact that their input's in it. So, with the Matthew McConaughey and the, the uh, Metallica Blackhead whiskey, I I genuinely enjoy that their input is in it, whether I like the whiskey or not. Um, so, I, I, th- I prefer the fact that these random... Like, it seems like a grouping of random individuals is coming out with it. It's not just like, oh, look, three NFL stars. It's one. Right. And then a, a wrestler and some singers. I mean, just... It's all over the place. I feel like those people could individually enjoy bourbon and just want to put more into the market that they personally enjoy. Because it is such a random grouping of individuals. That being said, it is a little strange. It absolutely is. I mean, I never look at somebody on a Subway commercial and mean like, well, you know, I, I bet they really enjoy Subway five <laughs> days a week. No, it's a brand deal. I get it. That's fine, yeah, right, but at least from this perspective, it's you know it's not necessarily a brand deal so much as it seems like it's more of a well, I'm gonna to go to subway and I'm gonna make my own sandwich and then they're gonna start selling it and call it the blank sandwich. Is that next? Is yeah. that
0: next in the celebrity endorsements is uh they're going to McDonald's and creating the McSnoop dog? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Whew, I don't know about that. You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, like the the point's not lost.
1: Yeah, but I I still kind of prefer that over just we made this thing and somebody yeah. endorses it. Yeah. So I you know whether it's a McSnoop Dogg sandwich or if it's a. <laughs> You know the subway sandwich. that some random NFL player just happens to be in the rotation for grabbing that endorsement deal. I I prefer the Snoop Dogg sandwich out of that. I guess. <laughs> so I put you in a, between a rock and a hard place with that one. I think. Yeah. <laughs> the McSnoop Dogg sandwich. Oh, that's strange. I feel like we should not put dog and sandwich in the same sentence. Oh, I didn't even think about yeah.
2: That. <laughs> okay, fair
1: it. Yeah. Okay, Perry. As marketing professionals, we have to think about these things. Of <laughs> course. We're
0: marketing something.
1: Yeah. Oh. So
0: here, here's the other thing that I think really kind of irks me about this. And I'm going to challenge my own point by saying that, yes, there is a huge pro uh, that comes out of celebrities endorsing or creating whiskeys that then go to the general public and they might be non-whiskey drinkers. And so then they come into the fold and they want to try Booker's for the first time. Or they want to try uh, Elijah Craig or, or whatever. And that may very well be their stepping stone. Much like those of us that, you know, it was Jim Beam. Or for me, it was Bullet. Or, you know, w- whatever it is that leads you into trying the, these other bourbons, these other whiskeys. I can see that being a huge positive, and I'm totally 100% behind that. The problem for me, though, is do we need more
1: of that in this market? See, this is where I'm going to take a step back from saying I prefer the McSnoop Dog sandwich and kind of lean in heavy to my cons portion of this. because. So let's look at this. Blackened, what was your opinion on that?
0: Average at best.
1: Okay. Statesman?
0: Oh, no. No good. The Walking
1: Dead whiskey? Have not had it. Reviews weren't great. Uh, I
0: I don't even know anything about the reviews, honestly. Yeah,
1: the Slipknot whiskeys that just came out? Yeah, I've heard
0: pretty middling
1: reviews about it. So the point I'm trying to make is none of them have really... Hit the mark. You know, like they've come out, they've been there. Those kind of gimmicky, there's either a person or a brand behind it that's really pushing it that's not associated with the bourbon. None of them have come out and really just blown me away. Yeah. I mean, even Long Branch, that one had a goal to be accessible to bourbon drinkers and non bourbon drinkers alike. And I think it did that well. What my thing. Uh, but there are a good amount of people that enjoy it. With the rest of them, eh. I mean not really. Yeah. I mean the the Walking Dead whiskey had some age behind it, which I know some people like, but they also just flavor profile didn't seem to really jive with anybody. I,
0: I I totally agree with that. And and yeah, it does play into my is it necessary Redneck Riviera.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> Best whiskey I've ever had. No, oh no. Do not quote me. Do not quote me as saying that. Put it on t shirt. No, no 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> See, no, I will wear a T-shirt is,
1: that says "The McSnoop Dog." I have but, to. I have to keep bringing this up, or it'll get edited out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's the. I, I've been listening to so many podcasts recently. They're like, "No, we're going to keep referencing it," so that yeah. it becomes impossible to. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, I. It it definitely does go back to you know me feeling like it's just not necessary. I mean, you, you walk into into a liquor store and the, the shelves are already flooded mm-hmm. with products. So are the people who go into the the liquor store to buy Blackened or to buy this Florida Georgia Lion whiskey, are they gonna step back and see Elijah Craig on the shelf? Or or shoot, four rows of small batch select?
1: And, I think, and go,
0: oh, I'll, I'll try that, too.
1: I think there's going to be two consumers for this. I think there's going to be people that buy it because they drink bourbon and they're curious to see if X person from Metallica can put out a decent whiskey. And then they're going to be slightly eh with it. Or the second consumer is going to buy it, they're going to get the bottle, hopefully get it signed, and it's never going to get opened. I just feel like it's going to fall into one of those two categories. I don't think there's very many people that are going to buy a bottle of Blackened and then turn around and say, you know what? I really kind of... It wasn't bad. I kind of like this bourbon thing. Let's go try something else and then ask the guy behind the counter at their local liquor store, what do you recommend? I liked blank. Because even the guy behind the counter is going to say, you like Blackened? I don't know anyone that liked that. and I don't know what to compare it to.
0: Well, even if you know they go to them and ask that question, I mean, are they... The 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 guys behind the counter don't always have the inside knowledge. No, they don't. I mean, sometimes it's just you know a college kid
1: trying to make some money. Yeah, you're better off asking somebody else that's taking longer than thirty seconds to find a bottle of something in the liquor store. Like, I mean, it's just or yeah. in the same aisle that you're looking in. Yeah. Because if they have to put any thought into it, they're you know not just there to get a quick alcohol fixed or there to actually grab something that they want to genuinely enjoy most of the time. And I think that's. This is kind of getting off on a, on a
0: tangent, but I think that's what is so nice about mom-and-pop shops in this day and age. And not to discredit places like Total Wine or, or Liquor Barn. I think they still have their place for sure, but my goodness, there is nothing like walking into a, a small, locally-owned liquor store and just striking up a conversation Yeah. about you know, what do you think about this? Or, you know, I, I did or didn't like that. And, you know, what's, what, what do you recommend or, or whatever? I mean, there's so much more to be said. And I'm not saying that you can't go into a, a total wine or a liquor barn or um, Sam's club <laughs> or, or whatever. And have a conversation with the, the person that's working there uh, and, and find an expert and try to get their personal opinion on what you should bring home. Mm-hmm. But is that really the best way to do it? And I don't even I, I don't think there's any right or wrong answer to this question because the Internet's not that <laughs> it, it can be very unhelpful. Yeah. In this day and age.
1: Well, let me put it this way. I don't drink wine or gin <laughs> or vodka. But if somebody came up to me and they said, Well, what do I get, you know, in these three categories? I could probably tell you what I sell the most of, at least. Yeah. So even a, a college point. kid could say, Well, you know, I sell a crap load of that maker stuff back there. Why don't you get the thing with the red wax on top? You ever heard of that maker's mark? Yeah. I mean Have they you could tried at least. It in
2: gosh
1: (laughs) at least they can do that so I mean I don't know maybe not the greatest place to ask but again if you're making the jump from blackened to bourbon you know there's not much that's not going to be at least that at least it's popular that's kind of in that category like I would i drink makers you know interchangeably with blackened I think and I don't really like makers like that (laughs) but I'd still drink it Absolutely. I I think
0: just to to kind of wrap up my thoughts, it's fine that people are doing this. I don't know if it's the best thing for bourbon right now. Yeah. And I think that as we start to see a, a, a more saturation in the market, it could very quickly lead to the end of the bourbon boom, and yeah, that that's just how the market works. I mean, it it, it hits peaks and it hits valleys, and you know it, that that valley is going to come eventually. But you know, as I think, as bourbon enthusiasts, as bourbon consumers, we need to respond appropriately and find ways to you know continue enjoying it the way that we have yeah so i mean i'm not saying that we're we're the defining factor but i mean if you listen to last week's episode you heard shane baker of wilderness trail talk about how they were putting out a a rye whiskey that is in direct response to people who are making cocktails and don't want to use higher proof ryes so, it it it's not impossible for voices to be heard. Yeah, in the market. And honestly, the best way to express that is with your, with your wallet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, spend money on. I, and it, it sounds it sounds awful, but spend money on the good stuff. Spend money on what you like. And if what you like is these these
1: celebrity endorsed whiskeys, fine. I got a story for that one. Okay. Okay, so you go into liquor or something for this. Or? No, 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 because no, you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be short and sweet, and you're gonna love this. Oh great! So you've been in plenty of liquor barns, I'm sure, where you walk in and there's the whole bourbon aisle, and it's like, oh look at that! There's four or five people over there picking out what they want. And then you walk over a little farther and they've got like all of the kind of markdown transitional stuff where it's like, it's not really this, it's not really that. And then they have just this giant six foot section from floor to the top of the shelf. That's nothing but Redneck Riviera, completely (laughs) signed, signed by the person that endorses it and it still does not sell. No, so the whole point of buying or like showing your appreciation with your wallet is key because I'm pretty sure that whoever ordered that amount of Redneck Riviera at that Liquor Barn is like, I am never ordering this (laughs) ever again.
0: I've made a huge mistake. And
1: if Liquor Barn in its entirety says that, then I guarantee they won't order anymore. And I'm sure everyone else won't either. And they'll keep a case, not 15 cases. It's just not, after a while, it's not quite worth it. Look, there's a reason that Four Roses Small
0: Batch Select went out for me last year, and yes, it was because I love that bourbon and think it's phenomenal and everything. But again, it's an affordable drinker that's available, that's widely available, mm-hmm. and is not going out of stock anytime soon. So I stand, I stand by it. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. So it, it, there, there's. There are better things out there to be had than some of these celebrity whiskeys, but that doesn't mean that they're all terrible or that they all would be terrible.
1: Yeah, no. When they come I, out, I'll definitely try them. I'll give anything a shot. Honestly,
0: yeah. I will. I will try anything once.
1: Bourbon-wise, <laughs> cutting that one up too. It's also going on a t-shirt. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Oh well, God. I think that we've uh, been negative enough th- th- this episode. Why don't we try some some positive thinking, oh, like this turkey? This is positive. <laughs> hey, man! This turkey was huge, positive. ridiculous. <laughs> so I wanted to, and and this is kind of because we were both uh, we were sent uh, recently both of these bottles uh, by Heaven Hill. I wanted to kind of pair these up. Uh, One, because one of them is a a new expression from them. And the other one uh, is because when I cracked this open, I could not believe what I was drinking. So I'll leave that as it is. Um, But I wanted to do both of these bourbons together in this episode. So we have Larceny Barrel Proof. A one twenty. We also have Elijah Craig Barrel proof A one twenty. And I'm I'm excited to do these head to head. I also wanted to review the Larceny because I got this and it's pretty significantly lower than it was when I first got it. Yeah. There's still a good bit in it, but I wanted to review it before it, it was gone. So <laughs> Swan, do you want to do these side-by-side, side or do you want to do them independently? Oh, side-by-side,
1: Side-by-side? Sure. Yeah. All right. All
0: right.
1: It's my dream to just play Edward Forty hands, but with two Glenn Karens.
0: <laughs> At that point, it's just like Edward 10 milliliter hands.
1: Yeah. <laughs> While we're pouring these, I got a great story for you. Please tell me your story, Swan. So, as you know, I work in textbooks now, right? You do. And uh, one of the textbooks that came in today... <laughs> was uh, a Midsummer Night's, or whatever it is, the actual book. Midsummer Night's Dream? Yeah. By Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody asked for it, because it had been on backorder for a while. And uh, (laughs) I asked if they wanted (laughs) a Midwinter Night's Dram. (laughs) I just, I tried so hard. And it just wasn't happening. And he looked at me, and he's like, no, and I'm like, oh, but the Shakespeare book, right? And he's like, yeah, and,
0: and I, I'm guessing he had no idea what you were. No doing. clue about. No clue.
1: Fantastic.
0: Just Absolutely. Amazing. Looked
1: at me like I had five pairs of glasses on. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I mean, you did, but that's beside the point. Yeah, <laughs> they were free. Don't judge. But you—you <sighs> you signed up for that Warby Parker deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're only supposed to try one on at a time just to see if you like them, but why not all, you know?
0: (laughs) All right, so Larceny Barrel Proof A120. This is a blend of six- and eight-year-old barrels. It comes in at 123.2 proof. And then on the other hand, the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof is a 12-year-old bourbon uh, that is 136.6 proof. Swan has just nosed both of them, and he had very different reactions.
1: Yeah. No, I definitely have one I prefer. Well, why don't we start with, uh,
0: with our left hand? Okay. With the larceny. What are you getting on the nose?
1: You know, the weird thing is, a whole lot of nothing. I'm not getting much. It's pretty light even for 123 proof. Yeah, and when I do finally get into the Glencairn enough to nose it, I just get like it it burns a little. Yeah,
0: it's very ethanol heavy on the nose once you once you get in there.
1: I think this is one if it's what I'm thinking it's going to be like on the palate, I'm going to have a hard time having this for my first pour of the night. I'm going to want to have warmed yeah. up a little bit. <laughs> I would hope so at 123 proof, but if yeah. I had to if I had to pick anything
0: out, and I think that I'm I I definitely am getting this. It's a, like, Frosted Cheerios note on the nose.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Almost that, like, dry... It's very dry cereal. Dry cereal, yeah. (laughs) Dry oats. (laughs) I don't... It's, It's so weird. Well, and we always go back to the fact that Wheat really has a sense of like an absence of rye. Maybe we just get so much of the rye on the nose that when it's not there, it it just kind of pulls that out of the nose a little bit.
0: But if, if I'm just thinking about larceny as a weeded bourbon, I get more, did you get some on your lip there? Is that what happened? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I, I definitely get more on the nose of the small batch. That's true. Than I do with the barrel proof. So maybe it just exists better in a lower proof. Than it does it, it cast strength and and that being said, you know we a we haven't even tasted this yet, but b this is the first release that they've done of Larsney Barrel. Oh, Thief.
1: they have plenty of time to perfect this, and I will be along Absolutely. for that
0: ride. Yeah, no, I'm I'm 100 on board for it. But in this case, the the nose is just kind of falling a little bit flat for me.
1: Whoo, whoo, that is hot. Uh huh. Oh yes. I'm gonna be completely honest. I need to let this sit for a minute, and then go back for a second sip because I did not get much. I was getting
0: the same thing that I was on the on the nose. I'm still getting a an odie, sugary flavor to it. Yeah. And and it's it's
1: so strange.
0: It's very one note. It is. It is. It's that in the in the the alcohol burn.
1: Yeah, no the alcohol burn's about all I'm getting. Okay, I kinda chewed on it a little bit with a small mm-hmm. sip there. I do too. You know what's reminding me of that's very strange? It's like a Stag Junior stripped of the kind of dark plummy note. Absolutely. There's no
0: there's not really any oakiness to it. Which I would have expected from a a blend of six to eight years old. And the color. And the color and the proof. I mean. It's dark. It is dark. The finish is intense.
1: The finish is a lot, yeah. I will say my favorite part about this Bourbon, and I don't go to this often as a favorite part, but the mouthfeel is phenomenal. It really is. I mean, it is as far as mouth coating, it it hits the nail on the head. You can't like, I keep
0: like develop. This sounds so gross, but I keep developing saliva because of it. <laughs> like, yeah? it's like it's like my mouth doesn't know how to re- react to the thick oiliness of it. Mm-hmm. But it, it it is a really enjoyable mouthfeel i 100 yeah. percent agree with you
1: it's good it makes me want to go back for another sip and if that's what they were shooting for killed it but killed it. i no, i i don't disagree
0: with you but i don't think that there's enough on here to warrant a good score <laughs> i don't know any other way to say that other than Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not crazy about this.
1: No, I'm not nuts over it. I will say it definitely has that like salty chip effect where I I want to keep sipping on it.
0: It's the lays. You can't have just one.
1: Yeah, or maybe even like when you go to like some place with like a really spicy salsa, and you're like, well, you know, it's painful if I just don't have it like constantly. So I'll just keep eating (laughs) chips. And I'll I'll actually descend into the pain once the salsa's gone, not mm-hmm. when I'm full. You know, like it's yeah, absolutely. It's strange, but I I don't think this is my favorite. I think I've had a lot of bad Elijah Craig releases that I would prefer over this. And bad is a strong word because obviously I just have ones I prefer over yeah, exactly other ones. I was gonna
0: say there's we've never had one that we've like turned our nose up at, mm-hmm. but in in this case. Yeah, there are others that I prefer over this this one.
1: It's starting to give me like a, especially on the nose now that I go back, like a fake. Could you imagine having like a dark chocolate, but like a fake Halloween candy dark chocolate? They don't usually make those. It smells plasticky. Yeah. Like Hall-
0: Halloween, uh, th- this might be lost on some people. I'm not sure. But there was just this very specific, like, plastic that they made
1: Halloween pumpkins out of, like trick or treat pumpkins out of,
0: that this reminds me
1: of. I know what you're talking about. Yes. And it has, like, the faint smell of, like, chocolate and just random candy in it. It's still got that, yeah, it's that
0: sugary sweetness that I was picking up initially, but it's just mixed in with this artificial, kind of rubbery. Yeah.
1: Note almost. It's it's different. It's different. I actually want this in an old fashioned. Oh, I would love to try this in a cocktail. Yeah, this was some Eli Mason. Love Eli Mason, by the way. Oh, dude. I think this would, would be great. If you were to pump in the flavors into this that you want with like a mixture or even like a splash of orange liqueur, uh I think this would be great. The only thing it's got going for me right now is is the mouthfeel, and honestly, I do enjoy the finish. Even though it is a roller coaster, I do like the finish.
0: I do too. I don't hate the palette by any means.
1: It's still hot. It is very hot. It does not... even
0: is talking through that? I mean, like, I didn't edit out anything there. I mean, that was a a real-time reaction to the the heat that was rolling through my mouth as I was talking.
1: And on your third sip. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's spicy. I... I don't know. Should we review
0: this before we get to the Elijah Craig?
1: Because I kind of... I'm. I'm. I think it's gonna flavor my opinion to go down further if the Elijah Craig is that much better. Yeah. So I. Yeah, I'd like to review this separately. I agree.
0: Um, what'd you give the nose? Nose, I'm gonna give it two. Oh, wait. By the way, sorry, I forgot to explain our, our review system for oh, new yeah. listeners. Yeah. Our review system. Uh, it's a four-tier review system of nose, palate, finish, and price. Uh, each category is out of five, and then we total the score up out of twenty. And, Swan, you said you gave it a two?
1: I gave it a two. I thought this was the absolute weakest point of the bourbon. Because at no point did it really stand out as something that just was extra special. And this is meant to be kind of the amped up version of the original. And if I'm honest, I got a pick from Dustin Whitaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great
0: pick. The Why So Delicious pick.
1: Yeah, and it it blows us out of the water in the nose. Just absolutely blows us out of the water. Yeah, I Um, agree. But as we mentioned, they have a lot of time to perfect this, and mm-hmm. they will because I've I've already kind of nosed and tasted one of the lot or one of the um, barrel proofs that they put out that was more exclusive before this, where they just did a couple of them with the white front. And it just said barrel proof down at the bottom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I tried one talking. of
0: those. It took me a second to figure out what you were talking about, but I I got it.
1: Yeah, way way better. So I mean, I know they have better stuff to offer, and it will come out. Yeah. And I'm just waiting on it. Uh, this, however, in my opinion, is still going to be one that you're going to want to grab, just because. I mean, with me with Elijah Craig, I keep them all, whether I I yeah. love them or not. Yeah. They stay. They stay there. I, I mean, mean, my I, I my
0: it. problem with the Elijah Craig barrel proofs is I drink through them because I love them so much.
1: I have to stop myself. I have to be really careful about it, yeah. Or I find a batch that I want, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm sick every uh, (laughs) bourbon delivery day. I'm going to (laughs) just pop across the street. I'll come in at like a weird time, like 11 or so, after the trucks come by. Truck. I mean, uh, the flu's gone. (laughs) It's that 30-minute flu. Yeah, you know.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I gave the nose a 1.5. I'm just, I'm super, super disappointed in the nose it doesn't really have anything that's inviting i would say it just kind of is it's just kind of there yeah and like there was that one note which was the the frosted cheerios and then the uh, the ethanol
1: but that's not that's not much no and i can get that shaming in a gas station while i'm filling up on gas <laughs> and throwing down an entire small box of cheerios i mean it's it's fine Now i did give the palette a two though the palette i thought was better i gave it a two and a half yeah i I've, i feel like i'm a lot more critical of this
0: one than than you are
1: yeah so i i can see myself drinking this it's going to be a rare occasion that i just want something to hurt me but if i have a bad day and i'm just like i want this to hit me like a truck i have those days Cause, yeah, because trust me, I go home and I go right back to A118, uh, <laughs> Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, and it takes me right back. Yeah. I mean, that thing hurts, So, I, but I like it. It does. I mean, I'd still rather have C918. Oh, don't we all? <laughs> Down to one bottle out of my yeah, case. Same,
0: same here. Yeah. Anyway,
1: I, I gave the finish a 2.5. Okay, I gave it a 3. We are we're we are so neck and neck with so this. So neck review. and neck, yeah.
0: I I mean, it's it I feel like we're saying the same things just slightly differently. Yeah. Or slightly off, you know. Here here's where where I'm going to contradict myself. Because this is a very unique product. It is, yeah. There is no affordable barrel-proof weeded bourbon on the market.
1: Maker's cash strength? There is one other (laughs) affordable... (laughs) Crap. Um. (laughs) There's no... Here, let's do this as a qualifier. There's no affordable uh, weeded cash strength that gets above 115 proof. Okay, there we go. And this one is well above that and the other two releases that i'm aware of that they put out that were not part of their annual releases that were just in the white text bottle those have also been over i believe the 120 one was yeah. 122 and a half one was 125 i think yeah. those were the two but above 120 this is the only one i know of that does that well
0: i gave it a 3.5 regardless
1: yeah <laughs> I think that it's not an
0: unattainable range, but I think that there are still products that I would rather have around it. Yes, it's easy for me to say that I would rather have Turkey 101, but I would rather have regular old Elijah Craig small
1: batch over this. And that was your price? Uh, no, the price was $65. No, I mean your price. Like, oh score. yeah, that was my price. Yeah. yeah so yeah. price score, I'm going to go with a four. Okay. Okay. Again,
0: we're just ever so slightly off from yeah, each other.
1: I think it's a four, four <laughs> and a half. So for me, I prefer Elijah Craig because I enjoy the rye. I also lean towards ryes over weeded, uh, typically. I've always been more into those as like instead of chasing the Weller line because I've easily given those up over time yeah. to other people. I think personally this is not the best that they're going to do. And I'm excited to see what else comes out. I think with a good product it would warrant a five. Um and for the mouthfeel, honestly, it deserves an extra point somewhere because I think it was worth I would think it was worth it. Um so that brings me to an eleven and a half, which is not fantastic. I would I try mean, this I, in I, a bar.
0: I gave it a nine point five. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it, it's not it's not great. Yeah. But I I look. There is definitely room for improvement with this product. I, I am a hundred percent looking forward to what's gonna come next. But in this case, this is just a little bit of a dud for me. So it is what it is right now. I'm excited for B B5, five wait, B five twenty. Yeah. Well, that's going to be hard to get used to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm excited for B520 uh, in the in the coming months, but you know this this one just fell flat. That's there's just no ifs ands or buts about it.
1: This is the equivalent of the guy we all know, and if you don't know this guy, you are this guy uh, that gets a new job, and when they start, they're like, "Why did they hire this idiot?" And then. <laughs> As time goes on, you realize that he was the one that intentionally set the standards low for himself and just constantly exceeds as time goes on. We all know that person. Wow. That was a journey. I'm glad you're here with me, Perry. That was but, brutal. Yeah, but like that's <laughs> that's what's happening right now. He's coming in at a very solid like 65% effort. And then when he finally does do 100%, they're like, he is so much better than he used to be. It's insane. That's what they're doing. Okay, great. So
0: look out for B520 because it's going to be the the guy that you hated originally in the office, but is marginally better now. I'm that <laughs> After- guy.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. That's me. Trade secrets here. All right. I've had a lot of jobs. <laughs> Don't well, come out swinging. It never works out for you. Well, how about the guy that uh, consistently
0: pleases and, uh, uh, succeeds at his job. Oh, Elijah Craig, let's go. Mr. Eli. Good old Eli. Mason? That is like. Eli Mason Syrups. That is like a total 180. It is. On the nose. Does this not smell
1: to you like a dusty bourbon? It does. It really does. After just having that turkey, there's a lot of reminiscent notes. It It smells like there is older
0: stock in here. And there very well could be. They don't disclose that. There could be. I mean, 12 years old is the minimum age that goes into Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. So, yeah, there could be 24-year-old bourbon that's in this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, they do put out an 18, and it's been harder and harder to get as time goes on. Oh, man, this is so
0: good. I mean, it does still singe the nose hairs. But I like it. I do, too. I like it. <laughs> but it, it, it does, you do still get the proof on the nose. I mean, it is 136, so you you would kind of anticipate it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that the age is apparent. I think that the barrel influence is extremely apparent on this. I mean, the the oak, it's like like an oak and butterscotch slash caramel sandwich. Like it all kind of I'd tucks. Eat it. Oh, I, I would too. It all tucks really well together. Yeah. Um. But then, then there is that weird. Fifth Element kind of deal. That's dusty.
1: Was he dead the whole time? Maybe he was. Who Connor? <laughs> no, Bruce Willis. No, no. no. This spoilers
0: <laughs> <laughs> for a thirty-year-old movie. Um, no, it. It. It's I know what you so, mean. It's so strange, but there is something to it that does not smell like newer bourbon no
1: and you know i will say that this is just as subtle as that like 124 release that they put out a couple years ago that everyone lost their minds over the b517 i think this is just as subtle as far as like singeing the nose hairs level heat on the nose if i
0: really start digging into it i can actually pick up some kind of grassy notes to it as well there's even like a watermelon note that i'm i'm picking up in the nose
1: (laughs) that's it that is it (laughs) perry just put his hat over his face
0: how is this an Elijah Craig barrel-proof?
1: I don't know. How? This is so good. How
0: how did this come out in 2020 as a barrel-proof bourbon that is 12 years old? I, 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 this, and, and I'm, just, I'm just vomiting words at this point. I almost said mouth vomit. That's just vomit. But I'm <laughs> just vomiting words at this point because I cannot comprehend... That this is a bourbon that is being released as a new product in the first quarter
1: of 2020. See, this is the guy that shows up to the office and gives 120% on his first day and has set the expectation too high for the rest of the year. I don't
0: get it. I just don't. I, I don't. I don't understand. It's. And here's the thing. Here's, here's where I get tripped up. I mean, th- this is going to be one of the highest scores I've ever given on the show. It's top tier for me. But, it just, it just I cannot, I, the neurons are not connecting in my brain to understand how this is a thing. It, it feels like Heaven Hill was playing a prank on us by dumping out a decanter bourbon. And throwing it in this bottle and sending
1: it our way and going, Good luck, chumps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I take a drink of this and I'm like, oh, this is what serotonin's like. I mean, it's just so much.
0: <laughs> Who needs therapy when yeah. you've got Elijah Craig barrel proof? Elijah Craig barrel proof.
1: <laughs> oh my god. It's no, just... this is
0: fantastic, dude. I'm so. I'm I'm of so many different minds about this.
1: I think the only knock I have on it is there is some weird note that I do pick up slightly on the nose, where it kind of reminds me of a little cough syrup ish. But it's like it's back there, huh? But it it's not on the taste to me. It's not on the it's. I don't know. My one knock. I think
0: is the finish. The finish a, could be a little longer. It, that that's that's what I'm getting at is that it does kind of hit a wall, and then it just kind of gets watery. Yeah, but it's all right. I feel like I need to step back from this. <laughs> I need I need I need to legitimately try to recenter myself when I'm talking about this bourbon. Why 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 why? does this feel like a vintage bourbon
1: I don't know I don't either I
0: have no and idea. like that that's I feel like it can almost not score this you know what i mean like there there's some mental block where my brain is going this is unavailable to people don't 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 rank it you know what i mean yeah because it is so unique and so i need to I, I have to get my palate and my brain in the same space to where i know that it's not it's not unattainable because this is still a 65 dollars bottle of barrel proof bourbon that is widely available on the market
1: yeah it is um so here's here's my thing. This <laughs> I is have gonna to talk through this so much. I'm sorry. Yeah. This. I think if you're in Kentucky, this is very hard to find. If you're outside of a, if you're in a state that doesn't get very distri- very good distribution, this is gonna be hard to find. There's definitely gonna be people with bourbon accounts and things posting the fact that they found you know X bottles and whatever store. This one, this is one that I wouldn't leave an extra one on the shelf. I'd buy them all for me. I'm sorry. Like. I don't know. There's so many bourbons I pick up and immediately text you and Chad and I'm like, hey, here's what I found. Yeah. Do you want it? No, not this one. Sorry, I'm stockpiling this one. This one's getting its own shelf. Like it is <laughs> it is good. Some corner of the room. <laughs> yeah. I have three shelves. This is getting its own one. It's fine. It's, it's just one bottle. <laughs> I think it's that good. To me. I I think
0: it's amazing too, but I I cannot. It's like I just can't get over that hurdle of being able to really truly verbalize what I feel about it. And I don't I I'm I'm so frustrated by this, but in such a loving way. Does that make sense? Like I'm I'm just I, I don't I don't want to stop drinking this bourbon, and I want to tell people about how good this bourbon is. But it just feels like I
1: shouldn't be. I think that's your mind saying if I tell people how good this is, my likelihood of finding it goes down. If that's what it is,
0: I'm not trying to be that way. Yeah, no. Tell I want, everyone I it's want wonderful. Other people to drink this. It's wonderful. And and to be fair, this is my third time having this, mm-hmm. and I have consistently had the same reaction to it. When yeah. I got this in the mail, I cracked it open immediately. I looked at it and I was like, "I gotta, I gotta try this." Oh, it's nine a.m. Sure,
1: yeah, open it, the
0: it. <laughs> no, 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 it was in the afternoon. But it, <laughs> it, but it didn't disappoint. I mean, it just, just straight out of the bottle. I was like, this is incredible. And I don't know if I've had such a visceral reaction to a bourbon.
1: I just figured out what it reminds me of. Okay. You remember that blend that Joseph Brazo made us?
0: Oh, the thieving Vicar-ish? Yeah. Yes.
1: The one with the 12-year and Yes! It reminds me of that. Does it not? That is exactly what it reminds me of. Yeah, sorry to cut you off, but like, I just I just put it together.
0: I'm gonna cry now because (laughs) you took something that was unattainable, and now Heaven Hill has made it attainable. It's good. (sighs) So okay, to clue people in, this was a blend of C nine eighteen. And a, a pre-fire Elijah Craig twelve-year, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, and it was phenomenal. It was one of the best things I've ever had. You are one hundred percent right by saying that this is its cousin or brother, yeah, or or dad. I don't know. It's related. <laughs> it is very very closely related. Um, I, I'm so in between speechless and shouting on the top of a mountain about this, this one that I I've, I've got to try to put this into numerical form. (laughs) I I have, do you want me to go through my full listing? I'm going to let you go because I, I legitimately need more time
1: to, to process this one. Gotcha. So the nose, I gave it four and a half. I think it's, it's a very, very good nose. There's a lot of really good dusty notes in it. It's, it's got so a little unique. citrus, almost a melon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. That I'd think I said watermelon at one point, but yeah, I'm totally on board with that.
1: Yeah, and then it just hits you with all the classic Elijah Craig oh. notes as well. You know, the, the little bit of cherry in there, the barrel, and it's not super tanniny where it just smacks you in the face with like a barrel stave, but it still has that like Entering a Rick House just smell to it, you know, the butterscotch. I mean, it's it's all there. I mean, if there was a checklist of everything I want in it, it's all there. Plus, just a little cough syrup for me. That's where it lost that .5. As far as the palate goes, I give it a five. I thought the palate was wonderful. I thought it was the strongest point of this bourbon. Um, and I mean, it's just. I didn't have anything wrong with it and it's early in the year. So later I might look back at this and say, well, I had something better. Well then how can you, how can you call something better, you know, than that? Like a five, if this one, you know, it comparatively, I, it's going to get a little weird, but this one for now, a five, I think it's amazing.
0: I, I think that, that that's where things become kind of hairy is that, you know, we we are constantly putting them up against other products, but at the same time, there is a subjectivity to it that we have to just kind of accept.
1: Yeah. So I
0: think I think you I think you gotta I think you gotta go for it, man.
1: Yeah. No, it's a five for me. Now and then the weak point of this bourbon is the finish. I think it's a three and a half. Is what I gave it. It's a very good finish. It just ends kind of abruptly. Like I wanted to keep going, I want this to sit in my mouth for a good 30 seconds and just really kind of develop and kind of lean into those tobacco heavy notes that it starts to get to and it has some but it just kind of stops. So it's, it's about 70% of what I want uh, and I, I want a little more so I gave it a 3.5. Uh, the price, 5. This is, and I will say it again, the best deal in bourbon for me. I don't think it gets any better. Heaven Hill can come back with their six-year bottle and a bond at $10, and I would still say this is the best deal in bourbon. I just think it's fantastic. 60 to $65 with a 12-year-old barrel-proof product that is consistently yeah. amazing. It is hard to beat. And I'm waiting for the larceny to catch up to it because it's going to be phenomenal.
0: I'm Which, really happy you went first because I, I legitimately needed to just relish in the fact that this is one of the best bourbons I've ever had. Yeah. There, there is just no, there are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It is oily. It's inviting. It's full bodied. It's got a level of excitement to it that I think nothing in 2019 had. If this had come out in 2019, Four Roses Small Batch Select would have been my number two. Yeah, I think so, too. I, and and, and that it, maybe it's because last year was just kind of an overall dud year for some of our mainstays. Bookers, Elijah Craig barrel proof, stuff like that, where you just kind of are expecting a little bit more bang for your buck. Yeah, but if everything else this year with Elijah Craig Barrel Proof is as good as this bourbon, we're we're in a lot of trouble. (laughs) We're legitimately in a lot of trouble. Yeah,
1: my number one bourbon of the year is going to be Elijah Craig Barrel Proof line. (laughs) (laughs) That'll just be my top three.
0: It'll just be what uh, all three of the, the releases that come out. Um.
1: I'm going to start out by saying I gave this, in total, an 18.5. See, I gave it an 18, so you went even higher than me. I can't have that. It's Elijah Craig Barrel. <laughs> this is my thing, Perry. It's my thing. <laughs> well, because it's your thing.
0: Have another sip. Oh, I can't. I have to drive. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I gave it fives across the board except for one category. Oh, wow. And that was the finish. What'd you give it? 3.5. Okay. It it just... It legitimately did just hit a wall where I was like, I need a little bit something extra. And so I'm digging more and more into the kind of the memories of of, of the palate and the nose, which is not a bad thing, but Elijah Craig Barrel Proof is so well known for this long, inviting finish that just makes you want to go back for another class
2: mm-hmm.
0: and this one is there but it's just not there where I want it to be so that's my one downfall 18.5 is my final score I love this burp
1: yeah no it's it's amazing it
0: uh, And I think that's where my my issue comes in is that I'm like I don't know how to verbalize it. I don't know how to vocalize it.
1: I do. It's uh, me texting the guy that works at a liquor store that I know and saying I'll take as many cases as you get in,
0: whatever you have.
1: Yeah, I'll take all the
0: bacon and eggs that you've got. (laughs) I think think you misheard me. me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take all the Elijah Craig barrel proof. Yeah. Now
1: this. This is so good, man. Mm Mm-hmm. I I want... So I'm going to shoot myself in the foot for this, but I want people to freak out about this bourbon being on the shelf as much as they do BTAC, because it deserves that level of recognition. I totally agree. And I also want to be able to find a case of it for myself every time it comes out. But if Heaven Hill gets that level of recognition for this product it finally deserves, I am so happy because I... I'm legitimately tired of getting on Facebook and getting on uh, Facebook groups and people asking, hey, is this worth it? And they're looking at a bottle of Elijah Craig and it's $10 over retail. And I am screaming in my head, yes, yes, yes. It is absolutely worth it. If this is below $100, I think this is worth it. Just straight up. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, if this was in a BTAC bottle and said George T. Stagg on the front of it, 400, and you'd be like, oh, it's not that bad of a deal. But because it's Elijah Gregg barrel-proof, people are looking at it going, oh, 75? Oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous. You got it for 60. Why are you putting it up for 75? This blows the entire antique collection from 2019 out of the water. I think William LaRue keeps up with it, but not by much. Mm. I mean, it's just... I,
0: I don't even know. I don't even know at that point. I, yeah. I just think this was a, a stellar... Stellar pour. Oh, it's very good. From, from Heaven Hill. I mean, th- this is one of their best outings ever.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I just, I,
0: I'm, I'm sorry to keep going on and on about it, but my goodness gracious, for this, again, to be a 2020 on-the-shelf new bottle of bourbon and feeling like a vintage pour, it just doesn't It doesn't compute, but I will be very surprised if anything compares to this this year.
1: I just keep getting more and more, too. Like, I went back, and it's like eating Red Hots. Interesting. Yeah. Which I like Red Hots, so I'm not too mad about that.
0: See, now I'm getting, like, a marshmallow note. Oh It's amazing. I man, even the finish after letting it sit for a little bit is better than I thought it was.
1: Yeah, yeah no, I think the thing that's killing me with the finish is I like that drippy dang it like honey down your throat thing that Bookers does. Bookers does it better man. I I can't I can't argue that. They really do a lot better with the finish.
0: I'm going to officially bump it up to a four.
1: Oh, all right. I'm 19. Giving it, I'm,
0: I'm giving it a 19 out of 20. Strong. I, I can't. I I, I want to put a period on it because I, I don't know what else <laughs> to say. Just because th- this is, by and large, one of the best things I've had in a long time
1: i mean this bottle this early in the year makes me want to buy a bottle take it all put it in one ounce sample bottles just 25 of them because i think it's like 25 or whatever ounces. and then every time i think a bourbon is better than that pull out a one ounce sample compare it i am absolutely going to
0: save a two ounce sample of this for when the antique collection comes out so that i i have a good margin of error in understanding what it is that I loved so much about this in comparison to what is essentially the, the Holy grail
1: of yearly releases. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to put this up against the Turkey 17 is coming out. All of it. I I think it's, it's just strong. It is a baseline for 2020. It absolutely is.
0: And I mean, this is one of our first reviews that we've done this year, but I mean the 2020's got a lot to live up to. It does, man. It does. So we'll we'll see. We'll certainly see. I uh, I I guess that does it for the review section. That, that was kind of us waxing poetic about how much we love Elijah Craig barrel proof. How about some questions from some listeners, Swan?
1: Yeah, I've got some on here. Uh all right, I like this one because it's not really our typical thing here. The gang from Scooby-Doo walk into a liquor store. What bourbon is each character getting? So this it's from can- Eric
0: Smith. Yes, thank you. I was going to say that, but
1: yeah.
0: Freddy. Uh, Freddy Freddie seems like a Buffalo Trace guy.
1: Freddy seems a little classy. He's got the ascot on, yeah. so I know that he's going to be a little particular with his bourbon. Um, Buffalo Trace. Yeah, I could see that. I feel a rare like-
0: breed oh Ooh,
1: okay yeah because Ascot and Rare Breed go yeah. together Fred Minnick's taught me true Shaggy is
0: a wild card I feel like oh yeah he could go for the really small craft distilleries or he could go for I don't know Jim Beam White Label
1: I feel like it's Jim Beam White Label I think that man just wants yeah. to be a little not in his correct mindset I don't think he cares <laughs> what yeah he's well, yeah. <laughs> Velma glasses or no glasses because this is going to make a huge difference. Oh. No glasses, it's going to be a lot of glass on the floor that we have to clean up. <laughs> glasses? Glasses? I could see her. So, this is mind you, this is a liquor store with everything. Oh. I'm going to okay. go I'm going to go obscure here. I think she's going to get Hancock's Presidential Reserve.
0: Oh, that's a great choice. I was going to go Elijah Craig.
1: Yeah. Just
0: uh, regular small batch.
1: Yeah i think hancock's for sure that's just i don't know why that's in my head the little velvet like bag looking thing along with just it being like 88.9 proof and approachable (laughs) uh Uh,
0: what about daphne daphne it feels really (sighs) off to say american honey
1: yeah yeah i don't know maybe like knob creek smoked maple okay i don't know Maybe. And then uh, for Scooby, let's do Redneck Riviera because it tastes like a dog treat.
0: <laughs> I was going to go for the beef jerky that they have hanging next to the, the bourbon. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> um, how about this, from, uh, this one from Charles Van Ness? Do you ever switch your daily drinker because you are getting bored with it or do you just keep drinking it?
1: So my daily drinker, because uh, I don't daily drink that much anymore, I used to kind of stick to the lower proof stuff and kind of have a daily drinker but I do the um, Knob Creek barrel picks now so I don't really switch up my daily drinker because they're picks you know they're always a little different Um, if I were going back to when I had daily drinkers I would usually switch between Jim Beam Bonded Knob Creek Single Barrels Old Grandad 114 a lot of Jim Beam products and then Wild Turkey 101 um, and then when I could get it and it used to be all the time, I'd go for the heaven Hill. Um, Oh Earth, yeah. Heaven Hill bottled and bond yeah. or the, uh, uh, what was it? Henry McKenna tent. <sighs> A lost love. A lost love. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I definitely bounced back and forth between Turkey One Hundred One and Elijah Craig small batch. But I think more often than not, i really do lean turkey 101 just because it's such a great bang for your buck yeah um
1: going back to benefits from like total wine and bigger stores 16.99 yeah for a thing of turkey 101 well,
0: i've seen it for 18.99 recently unfortunately
1: yeah well they got three dollar coupons on some of them
0: Ooh. And Kroger
1: oh okay yeah <laughs> there's yeah
0: there's the clue there uh do you want to go for the next one
1: yeah, let's see. Are you? This is from your sister, Sarah. Uh, are you excited for bourbon to finally become the official state spirit of Kentucky during a legislative term?
0: I cannot believe that it wasn't already. Right. I had no clue. <laughs> Adam said uh, we had to kick moonshine out first, but I, I feel like there's a, a, a kernel of truth in there.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Louis Keane's got one as well. Can Oof. you compose a love poem for your <laughs> for your Valentine using bourbon brand names? I don't want to answer this one. I want this one to be a challenge for our Facebook group. Ooh, that's a really good idea. I want this one to be a challenge for our Facebook group. And I'll I'll put mine in there, but I want I want it to be a challenge. Yeah, I, I
0: can't do this on the fly.
1: No, it's too much. I should have come prepared, so that's why I'm (laughs) pawning it off on everyone. (laughs) No,
0: that's a really good... So, if you want to get in on that, uh, you just head to Facebook.com, of course, and search for This is My Bourbon Group, and then you can be a part of it. So, that's pretty easy. Uh, Ryan Jeeves asks, have either of you had a bourbon from Michigan that you have enjoyed? I don't think I've had one. I can't name a single one from, from
1: Michigan. No. But getting up towards that way, I really enjoyed the Dad's Hat Pennsylvania Rye. Just going north oh, a little okay. bit. Yeah, I thought that stuff was amazing. And I need to explore more Pennsylvania rides. Yeah. Because no, they, I totally agree. They are different. They I'd are like to different. throw
0: those in when we do our next Rye episode. And, of course, Iverson's going to have to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, Ryan also asks... I, my second question is, how is good old Shanky Tony? Now, that's a, that's a callback if I've ever heard one to episode 78. <laughs> um, l- let me, let me just say Shanky Tony is, I uh, he's, he's out on parole and we're very happy for him.
1: Are so, we, he's on a parole and his nickname is Shanky Tony.
0: He's out on good behavior.
1: Oh, good behavior. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, we'll uh we'll we'll see what we'll see what he says next time he's on the show.
1: Anyway, we're going to skip the question for Sam Brockman because I think we just answered it so lovingly. We answered half of it. Half of it, because yeah. Because
0: I don't know anything about the the other one. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and read it out just for the, the sake of it. He said, yeah. have you guys had a ECBP A120 or Booker's 2020-01 yet? Um, so we can only answer half of that question. Yeah. So just rewind a little bit i guess
1: next one uh with the general whiskey boom in the u.s from
0: don nishita by the way
1: yeah with the general whiskey boom in the u.s specifically how many do you think can be classified as whiskey nerds meaning they can identify distilleries mash bills etc i think the percentage is relatively low compared to the overall number but this group seems to have a large influence on the market as we see more single barrel and barrel proof offerings is it all marketing or are the brands really looking for whiskey influencer to drive the strategic roadmap or their strategic roadmap?
0: So I want to say something real quick. I'm pretty sure that Don Nishida is who got this, uh, Hawaii whiskey sample.
1: Yeah. Because he also got another sample, which I wish I would have brought, but I did not get any from Chad. He had a four roses. I, I I knew that was was going to be. Oh, that thing was amazing. Um,
0: so in general, the question was: Are are whiskey nerds still a thing?
1: Yeah, I definitely think they are. I do think it's coming more commonplace. It's kind of like uh, I, I remember at least when I was in like middle school and, and and lower, to be a nerd was still kind of like a oh you know you're a nerd, no one likes you, yeah, right? And now it's like everyone watches Marvel, everyone plays video games. It's not necessarily like a you know, negative term anymore. And right. I think the same things happened with whiskey. I mean, we used to have people that like, if you went in their house and they had a whiskey collection, you were either eh, whiskey nerd or, oh my gosh, you're an alcoholic. It was one of the two. And now it's more commonplace. If I go into somebody's house and they've got more than five bottles of bourbon, I'm like, oh well, cool. You enjoy it. It's something you you like. Right. I've I know a few people that are like that. There's a conversation to be had about it. Exactly, and yeah. I, I think it's more commonplace. Uh, On the other so, hand,
0: there's people like me in my cabinet
1: nerd, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> thanks, dude.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: Not that I don't have <laughs> just one at home to mute too. your mic for the rest
0: of the episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's more commonplace. Yeah, um, I think
0: so too. I I don't think that it's a marketing gimmick. I think that it's just kind of. Um, as it is with any thing that becomes popular yeah. as I go through puberty, um, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it's just part of rolling with the, with the punches.
1: That's how yeah. it is. I do think they are leaning on influencers to really push some of these limited, like limited yeah. edition releases. Like yeah. just going back totally. to the, uh, to the seller collection mm-hmm. thing that they're doing with Angel's Envy. I don't think anybody would buy that if Angel's Envy was the only one pushing it. Yeah. I mean, but now that, you know, a couple of the large bourbon Instagrams and YouTube channels and things are going to be trying that. Absolutely. They got their name out there. Very, very true.
0: I'm going to ask you this next one directly uh, from Anthony Ratcliffe. Okay. He says, Swan, how frothy is too frothy?
1: Follow up. How frothy is not frothy enough? Okay. So the exact level of froth, whatever your receptacle is, your container, it has to either barely crest. So you know when you see like a cup and there's like just a little bit of foam on top of it? That's perfect. Just like you can see it from the side profile, you know? If it starts to overflow, too much froth, too much froth, dial it back, dial it back. If you don't have that little like crest where it hasn't broken, the little seal of your, whatever your container you've got, not enough froth. Start over. You can't froth it more. You have to start over.
0: And that was Swan's
1: froth corner. Yep. Swan. Chad would approve, I think. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <That'd be> fine. <laughs> uh, go for the next one there, Swan. Joseph Brazo. What was your last drain pour? You know what? I've never really had a drain pour. <sighs> I have. I poured one out the other day. Really? Yeah. The last little bit. So, I've told you about my wild turkey one-on-one handle. It's just a, a consistent like dump of you, you stuff. Dumped I don't all like. of it? No. Oh, okay. I had. I filled it back up, but I had a little bit left in the bottle that I was dumping into it, and I was like, "eh, I'll just pour it down the drain." Hudson baby Bourbon. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Just wasn't it? I had a bottle of it. I was tired of seeing it on the shelf. I poured it into my Wild Turkey 101 and the the rest of it went down the drain. I have some that I would drain pour, but I
0: refrain from doing so because they remain a point of interest, I would say. And I'm not going to name names or else I would have to bleep them out, much like (laughs) I did a couple weeks ago. Uh, But... I I I definitely have some that I would um potentially pour down the drain but everything's pretty much staying in the bottle yeah. for me um it it's uh I spent the money on it That's true. So I feel compelled to hold on to it in some degree and you know Tastings happen. Yeah. And they can be offered up in tastings.
1: Well, I mean, you took that... Uh, that, you could, you bourbon, that bourbon... That bourbon we didn't like... <laughs> <laughs> the other day. No, this was the cherry, oh, the cherry, cherry with my smoke barley. barley. Yeah. yeah, okay. We can yeah. say
0: that one.
1: He <laughs> took that the other day. I got and somebody, really
0: worried for a second Yeah, there.
1: and somebody enjoyed it. You know, I mean, it's just because it's not your thing doesn't mean it's not others i guess <laughs> Fair enough. all right so this one's from adam terry someone gives yes. you a liquor store to run as you see fit were the first 5 whiskies you put on the shelf how do you handle allocated bottles great question
0: <sighs> first 5 whiskies we put on the shelf um turkey
1: 101 <laughs> yeah oh i would go turkey 101 Buffalo Trace, Evan Williams, Single Barrel. Uh, let's see. I would put um, J.W. Dant on the shelf. Nice. And then I think I would go uh, with something craft. I'm going to go Wilderness Trail.
0: I would go Turkey 101, uh, Granddad 114, Heaven Hill 6-year, 90-proof. Oh, no, no. I take it back. Elijah Craig Small Batch. I would go... Oh, gosh. This is so hard.
1: Ah. There's about 20 whiskeys I want to put on there I know, right? And yeah. I just tried to, like, peg all over the board. Like, what's craft? What's single barrel? What's... I mean, it's
0: up in proof. I'd go four rows of Small Batch Select... And then if I'm going craft, uh, New ref Single Barrel. Yeah. But then how would we handle allocated products?
1: Allocated? Uh, I would probably do, I would put back 50% of what comes in. Um, that's, you know, good product. Yeah. And then that first 50%, uh, or I mean the other 50% would just be first come first serve.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally on board with that.
1: Yeah. And then the rest of the 50%, I would do one of two things with, if I had somebody that I need to make it right with, say I'd mess something up, I, you know, I've got decent bottles of bourbon to fix that with provided that customer actually liked bourbon <laughs> or, or put it back for an end of the year. First come, first serve. I really, really like one the way that one specific does it. Uh, so there's there's a store called uh, Westport Whiskey and Wine in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And they do a once a year, just huge, relatively close to retail. They make their money, I get it. But it's not perfectly close to retail. And they do a event where you have to show up. But you can't show up before 6 a.m. or they won't let you come in. Jeez. So okay. Fair enough. It keeps people from doing the whole overnight thing and getting insane. You get one bottle yeah, that right. you want. I mean, throughout the year, hopefully you find more than just one. Uh, but I mean, you do want to put back enough to have like a large event drive business, and then also, if you mess up with a customer or there's somebody that's just been like, "Hey, man, I need this because you know it's my dad. I get this for my dad's birthday every single right. year." You just want to yeah. make it right with a customer or really make someone's day. You've got it back there to do it with see i i also
0: like the you know rewarding good customers aspect of Mm -hmm. it too so you know yeah maybe save a bottle or two back to you know reward some some people who have been good to you um adam also asks well or foolproof versus larceny uh barrel proof well, proof foolproof for well, now. Foolproof. Yeah, for now is a very good caveat. Uh, and then to round it out, Matt Porter or ADHD Whiskey, as he is now known, uh, says, "Have you done a sixty forty split of ECBP C nine one nine and Larceny Barrel Proof yet? Because you should." No, only we'll two. Well, I would love to. I would also love to find some Elijah Craig Barrel Proof C nine one nine that samples long gone
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got a drink
0: yeah no it did it did uh, thank you guys for sending in your questions if you would like to do that again you can head to page, uh, no not patreon facebook.com and uh, search for this is my bourbon group there are just a few questions to become a part of that and uh, then you can join in on a really fun conversation we're not done yet. This is a bit of a long-winded one, but, uh, we do still have tips and bits. Swan, you want to do a quick old tips and bits for, for this week's episode?
1: I do. I want to get mad about something though. uh, Simultaneously. Oh boy. Here he goes. Yeah. I know. I watched, uh, I watched a show on Netflix. It's a Netflix original called AJ and the Queen. Uh, I think drag comedy is hilarious. I don't know if you've ever seen any of it. It's just way over the top and ridiculous. And, uh, that show is absolutely full of it. But the ending? Okay. Not fulfilling. At really? all. Really? At all. That that series needed literally an extra five minutes and it would have been phenomenal. Wow. Or at least something that you could have watched that you wouldn't have been mad that you spent an hour on ten episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or an hour for ten episodes, you know, per. But either way, I don't know. I thought the whole thing was great. And then it's like the last five minutes, I'm All just like, sudden... and? And? Finish Ugh. it up? Wrap it up? <sighs> oh, that sucks. So hopefully there's a season two. But that is not how you set up a cliffhanger, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what's your tips and bits, Perry?
0: Well, Swan, my tips and bits that are a lot less angry than yours, I guess. Um, one of my, of course... Favorite things in the world is Australian
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, content, content
0: creators, Kentucky Fried Chattin. And uh, no, hey, great show, by the way. <laughs> Don't you dare talk bad about my boy Peter Jones. Um, anyway, no, uh, there is a really great gaming channel. I think I might have referenced this before, but it's called Gamey Gamey Game. And they put out what <laughs> might be the funniest episode of that show of all time this week i mean like it starts out at like 11 and does not stop (laughs) for the entirety of the episode um also like i said i'm a i'm a big nerd so i went back and watched a little bit of doctor who uh recently too and i've not been caught up on this most recent season but i would like to be because it's apparently fantastic Nice. So that, that's that's it really for this week's episode. I say that's it. Like we haven't done almost two hours worth of recording. But we have. And you know what else? We need some Wendy's. <sighs> yeah. <Maybe>. I do. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening through this week's episode. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, Swan, where can people find you on social media if they would like to do that?
1: I'm on Facebook and Instagram at my Bourbon Finder. And I am at PRader1492
0: on all social media platforms. If you want to follow the show, it is at my bourbon Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five-star rate and review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. It really is a great way for people to find this show when they're searching for bourbon podcasts or it shows up in the algorithm or however that works. I really am not entirely sure, but It's just a a super awesome thing, and it just is nice to know that you guys love the show, as you have expressed recently as well. Uh, You can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threatlist.com. You can send us questions or comments to thisismybourbonshop at gmail.com. We would be happy to read them out as part of our question segment, as we just did uh from questions that were presented to us by our 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 members of our facebook group at uh, facebook.com and then you search for this my bourbon group and then you can become a part of that really fun little community uh and then last but not least you can become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month that really does help us out in so many awesome ways Uh, for five dollars a month you do get bonus content like our pregame chats which uh swan and i did where we talked about uh what did we talk about swan it's been like three hours ago at this point
1: i don't know go to patreon and find out find out
0: (laughs) (laughs) then you get bonus episodes every single month uh you get hangouts when my internet works apparently um or live streams stuff like that uh you get exclusive access to live show tickets uh which will be going on sale here very very soon i think that does it for this week's episode we'll see you guys next week thank you all so much as always for listening but until then i'm perry and i'm swan and this is my ribbon podcast
1: <laughs> just gotta add something weird in there, you know. Just wanted to catch you off guard. I'm excited too, Perry. It's not that just the people great. listening. That was great.
0: That made that made my day.